Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Podful of Sunshine. I'm Diana. I'm Greg. What's up guys? And welcome back for another episode, episode number six. So firstly, I want to start off this podcast by saying happy Pride Month. It is Pride Month, Greg. It is. It is Pride Month. And actually down here in Florida, that's kind of like a big deal. Well, they have big events. Yeah, it's a big it's a big deal everywhere. It's a big yeah. It's I was just about everywhere. to say it's a big deal everywhere. Personally for me, so a little bit of history. So obviously as we all know, I am from Maine and Maine is a little bit more liberal and I grew up with not one, but two gay uncles. And so for me it was just normal. Like I didn't think that having gay uncles was anything abnormal. So then I remember moving down here to Florida, and I forget what year it was, but gay marriage, this was before it was legal, was on the ballot. And I remember, like, obviously I'm voting for it because it's just been a natural part of my life. And I didn't realize how non-accepting it was until it was on the ballot. And everyone's like, don't vote for it. I'm like, "Um, well, first of all, fuck you. I'm voting for it. I will never forget the time I went to church. And the pastor was basically telling you not to vote for it. And I was like... Oh, yeah, they have their own agendas, churches. They do have their own agendas. And honestly, like, it was that thing that kind of pushed me away from organized religion altogether. Because, like, I had just grown up with it. It was normal. My uncle and his partner have been together for over 40-plus years. They're now legally married. Uh, my other uncle and his partner, they're also married now, but they've been together for, gosh, since nine. No, I think it was right around when I graduated college, so like 2004. And most recently, I have another beloved family member who is going to remain nameless that has also come out um, partially, but it's still not fully accepted, hence why that person's not fully out of the closet. But one thing that did make me happy was that I was on Snapchat today and I saw this girl's story and she's very Christian. So I automatically assume that she's very anti-gay. You would think that's what would Yeah, be because the... that's typically been my experience. Yeah. But on her Snapchat story, she was making pride t-shirts and her and her kids were going to the pride march in St. Pete and it was like... You are the type of Christians that give me hope because I have such a nasty taste in my mouth over the Christians that are just so anti-gay, including, well, I'm not even going to go into ex-family members, but it's been a rough awakening since moving down to Florida, realizing, you know, my whole life I just thought it was normal and it was accepted everywhere because it was just what I grew up with and to realize that it's not. So to find another Christian... That was like, we're go- I'm Christian, I love God, I love Jesus, but I also love my gay friends and I support them. It was very just... It's a brush, brush of fresh air. It was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's just really cool. And it was what I, it was what I needed. Um, so how was your week? My week was good, you know. Uh, I was working a couple days, you know. It's hot. Tell, tell me about your work. I, th- I heard you had an interesting experience at work this week tell our listeners about that yeah so at work um there was this like guy i work with he just got punched in the face by a guest (laughs) hey can you start from the beginning 
Start from the beginning. So there were these two tables, right? Did they know oh, each other? So, so this is what's going on. So there's these um people that come in and supposedly there was they were set the rail, which is like I don't know if you guys know what that means, but it's a, it's like a rail, it's like a bar, but it's not really a bar with a very little table space along a rail. So you know. So people eat there and drink there. There was two different groups there, and one of the groups was, you know, like super ghetto. I mean, you know, I don't want to say ghetto, but I mean, this white guy had a grill. I mean, straight up, probably ten gold teeth. I mean, a white guy. A white guy, white guy, and his friend. He had he had a nice set of dreads. I really liked them. They really looked was good. Was he white too? He was not white. He was it black. doesn't really matter what color they are, but but anyway. Know. They were just enjoying their dinner, and there was this drunk bitch and um, her drunk boyfriend. Was this drunk bitch with them or separate? They, was, or they were not together, and they just were causing fights with them and arguing with them. So about what? Do you know what they were arguing about? I don't know what they were arguing about. I was working, you know, I was trying to make a living, right? So I don't know what they were arguing about, but it was serious enough that they just wanted to yell at each other i mean can't you just enjoy your jerk chicken pasta i mean your, i know i would your bahamarita maybe you have a lobster shrimp linguine maybe they had Who too knows? many bahamaritas they could have but they just they must have had too many that was what it was and they argued so they we the other the the one couple they just got what well, they left because they were told to leave the the drunk people not the ghetto people, because they were just chilling. They were cool. They were causing no issues. And then these people come back, and they cause this argument again be- between the same people. Well, this time, this guy that I work with, this nameless guy, Jimmy Jimmy Bob. Jimmy Bob. Jimmy Bob's over here on his phone video camera in it. I mean, as people do in 2018, yeah, if there's just... a fight, they don't try and... They just, Break it up. They want to. He's just field camera. And so this, this ghetto guy, and, you know, he's just arguing with these people for no reason anyway. And this guy's video camera. And he's like, hey, man, stop videotaping me. Now, who said that? The the drunk no, guy? No, the, the ghetto guy with the grill. The white guy. Okay. And I wasn't there when it happened, so I don't know all the facts. But, I mean, I know there was a lot, of, lot going on and, and everything was serious. And the next thing I know, this guy that was videotaping him, he gets punched. I mean, he just gets <laughs> punched in the face. But and why did he get punched in the face? Did he deserve it? Did he start talking shit back? Or oh, he was... definitely talks talk shit back. That's what he does. He All he does is talk shit. He's just a shit And then talker. continue. After he got punched, but then what happened? He became a little bitch and didn't do anything. I mean, if somebody punches you, what are you going to do? Are you going to want to fight him back? I mean, he didn't, but then, like... Everybody pulled him away, and then, then of course, he, you know, thought he, I'm going to fight him back when all these people are holding me back. So it was just one of those situations. But he did say, along with all this argument and, like, scruffle was going on, that he was going to come back and he was going to fucking shoot him. That's the guy the- that worked at your restaurant said, I'm going to go get my gun and shoot you? Yes. Oh, he said this. Christ. He said this to this guy. Oh, that's nice. I, I, yeah, and I believe it. Because, I, mean, I believe he said it. I mean, because Floridians love their guns, so the, the whole stand your ground. They think that applies to everything. And by this time, 
I'm already out there and I hear this guy with the grill and his friend with the dreads being like, yeah, we're going to go to our cars and get our guns right now. Oh, I'm shit. like, oh, shit, good. These guys are going to go bring their guns. And, you know, fuck. So did they go get their guns? No. Um, they actually uh, came back and they the manager was out there by then. And it's like, oh, we're just going to leave. Do we need to pay for this? And the manager's like, no, you guys can just go. And the guy with the grill, he handed, handed the bartender two twenties. Like, hey, Cody, this isn't your fault, man. You know, thank you. And they left, and nothing really else happened. I mean, they and left. the guy that you work with, we thought got fired, but he actually didn't get fired. Which first he's going to get fired. He, there's no way he's not going to work there anymore. I don't think the facts are completely out. I work at this place where upper management's kind of doesn't really know what's going on and most of the people that do know what's going on were there the last couple of days so we'll see what pans out we'll but see he's, what pans he's out. not gonna be around I <laughs> oh say. god never a dull moment at work with greg so restaurant businesses gotta fun. love it gotta love it so today is also a very special day what day is it greg it's our son's birthday, oldest son. It's our oldest son's birthday, and he is 11, and I can't even freaking believe he's 11. Like, And so this kind of made me want to talk about when I found out I was pregnant. Because here's the thing. Here's the backstory. Greg and I had only been dating. Would, we got together in June, and I apparently got knocked up. At the end of September, beginning of October, and didn't know. And here's the thing going back is I was very irregular when it came to getting my period. So it was nothing for me to skip a month. But I will never forget. Of course, I was quote unquote late, but I'm always late, so it didn't matter. So I remember taking Dakota outside to go pee. And I'm just. Dakota's our dog. It's just not like we're just taking this person named Dakota outside. Dakota's our dog. She's our boxer. And we had actually got her as a puppy probably about less than a year before I found out I was pregnant. So I took her out. Well, it was only a couple months because we weren't together very long. Oh, you're right. It was only a few months. So I took her outside to go pee. And I'm just standing there. And all of a sudden I just. I go. And just like dry heaved. Like it had to stop myself from throwing up. And I'm like. And it came out of nowhere. I remember thinking fuck is that all about like why am i like about to throw up right now and then i was like hmm that's weird and then i did it again i'm like okay i'm gonna go because i always kept a stash of pregnancy tests under our bathroom cupboard just because i was so irregular that i would take them on the norm just to be safe so i took it and that motherfucker was positive and i was like oh no oh no oh no you're like no, 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 no. Like, I literally start crying. And who's the first person I called? Not Greg. <laughs> nope. I called my best friend of, like, a gazillion years, Katie. And we had gone, like, weeks without talking to each other just because we got busy in, in our own lives. And she thankfully answered. And she's like, hello. And I am, like, in hysterics crying. And my exact words to her were... I am so fucked. And she's like, why? What's going on? I was like, I'm pregnant and I don't know what to do. She's And I'm like crying. She's like, and you could tell she was holding back tears too. She's like, but this is a good thing. I was like, no, it's not. Like, I've only been with Greg for a few months. And I was like, maybe it's not a real positive. So Greg was already at work at this time and we worked together at that time. And so... Good times. Good times. So right before... 
I went to work. I left early. I went to our local public store. I bought a pregnancy test and I went right into their bathroom and I took another test. Where shopping is a pleasure. Where taking pregnancy tests is apparently... It wasn't a pleasure at the time. Now it's a pleasure. But so every time we go into that particular public, I'm like, oh, that's the bathroom where I took my pregnancy test and confirmed that I was pregnant. So then I had to go to work and work with Greg. And obviously, I'm not going to tell him while we're at work, like we're there to make money. She should have told me. That would be interesting. Oh, yeah, right. So this girl that you've been dating for four months, like comes up to you and be like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. Like, by the way, go make money. I make money. I'm a money making machine. I bet you wouldn't have been if I told you you knocked me up. So then we got off work and we went home and we're sitting on the patio. And I was like, so I have something to tell you. And he's like, what? And mind you, like during this time, like I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if we're keeping it. Like, I don't know if I'm going to terminate the pregnancy. I had no idea. I was kind of just leaving it up to Greg. And I kind of like had the whole idea that this pregnancy wasn't going to happen. So I told we're sitting on the patio and I was like, I have something to tell you. And he's like, what? I go, I think I'm pregnant. And he's like, are you sure? I was like, well, took two pregnancy tests and they're both positive. You're sure. You're sure. I'm definitely sure. And I will never forget. Do you remember what you said to me? I don't. I have a, like, you have a short term memory loss. My long term memory loss is not very good. I will never forget. You looked at me and you go, well, Looks like we're having a baby. And I was like... That's a good answer. I like it. That was a very good answer. Yeah. I was very impressed. I was like, oh. Because I really thought that we were not going to keep the baby. And so when you said that, I was like, oh. Okay, well, then we're having the baby. Blake, he was awesome. And then we had him. And I'm going to get a little emotional. Like, today's been really emotional for me, but like... God, he's just so great. And I just remember when, like, because I had a C-section and when they took him out of my belly and we heard the first cry. And, like, me and Greg at the same exact time. Mind you, Greg doesn't cry, like, hardly ever. And we both, like, at the same time let out this sob when we heard his first cry. And then the first time that I held him was just magical and beautiful. And I remember when we came home with him, like, it was just one of those things where... For the first time in my life, everything was perfect that I didn't even want to sleep. I know they're supposed to say sleep when the baby sleeps, but like I couldn't wait to just like hold him the next morning when he was sleeping. Oh, he was cute to hold. He didn't like when I held him. Oh, he sure did. I will never forget, though, at one point, like I forgot how old like was. He was probably no older than six months. But so Greg and I would take turns getting up with him because he was formula fed. And Blake woke up in the middle of the night crying and it was Greg's turn. And I have the monitor on and nothing is soothing Blake. Like he's just crying and crying. And so I get up and I tiptoe across the condo to Blake's room. And I kind of like poke my head in just to see what's going on. And God love Greg. He was giving it his all. He was bouncing with him and walking around and dancing. But Blake had his eyes glued to that door. He wanted his mommy. Why wouldn't they want it? their mom yeah but now he's such a daddy's boy so anyway today's a great day because it's our son's 11th birthday we went to to infinity on the north side and that's a trampoline park for those of you that don't know he's having a sleepover today with one of his friends and we don't really do sleepovers too much just because our 
rescue dog Rosie's a little psychotic, but we got her on our leash, so it's all good. She's a psycho bitch. She is. So I guess also this week we had our first uh, football meeting. Football starts this week. Coming up is our last free week before football practice starts. Go Eagles. Woo! Go Eagles. But it, when Just you, Lakeland Eagles. Boo Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I mean. If you like the Philadelphia Eagles, you, that's they're a good team to like. Okay. So, so we had our parent meeting and where you meet the coaches. And for those of you that don't know, I am team mom again. I keep getting conned into this gig every. Because she's so good at it. She does such a great job. I'm not good at it. I don't like it. I do like it in ways, but I don't like it in others. But anyway, here's why I don't like it. Because the parents ruin everything. Like, I love the kids. Like, and I'm usually not a kid person, but I love the kids. But the parents ruin everything. They expect coaches and team moms, like, you're going to be my bodyguard. Last year, there's a psycho bitch on the fucking team who was going through a divorce and then apparently was boning everything that walked, including people's husbands. And so, like, I had to act as a bodyguard for her towards the end of the season. Well, now this year, there's this, which... I told Greg that I had something to tell him, but I was like, I'm going to save it for the podcast. So there's this other girl. Well, there's this other child on the team and his parents are getting divorced. And apparently the mom has a restraining order against the dad. He can't be with a certain amount of feet. And she had gone up to coach and was like, hey, I'm going to need your help in keeping him away. It's like, that is not our job, bitch. Like... (laughs) It is your job. Like, we are there to coach your child to play football, to get them hydrated, to feed them snacks after game. That is what you have going on in your personal life. But it's like it happens every year. So let me get this straight. They're getting a a divorce, but uh, he has a restraining order against her? No, she has a restraining order against him, and he's not allowed with a certain number of feet. But not only that. Can he see his kid? Yeah, he can see his kid, but then also, like, she said sometimes he's not going to be able to, because I guess he can't drop the kid off at her house because there's that restraint order. So she's like, so, Coach, do you think sometime you can pick him up because of the, it's like, that's not our responsibility. Figure it out amongst yourselves. Yeah, be grown adults. Yeah, we have enough shit going on that we shouldn't have to worry about who's picking your kid up. Were they both at the meeting the other day? No, only one of them. Oh, okay. Interesting. And when we're off there, I'll tell you who it is. But it just made me kind of like... I know who it is already. You do? I don't, but I do. Okay, well, we'll talk about that off the air. So it just kind of made me... Like, I was all excited for the season, and then that little shit was like, oh, my God. Not again. I want an easy season because this is most likely our last season. I just want a smooth, easy season without drama. And it started already. It's football. (laughs) It's football. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about Coco the Gorilla? Do you know who Coco the Gorilla is? I don't think I've heard about that. That's weird. Really? Coco the Gorilla was one of Michael Jackson's gorillas, I think. Oh, he had gorillas? I didn't know that. Oh, God, yeah. You know what? And now I don't even know if I'm getting the story. Anyway, Coco is a very famous girl. No, I think Michael Jackson's... 
He had Bubbles, which was a monkey, and gorillas are different. Anyway, Coco is a very famous gorilla, and she did sign language. At least she wasn't smoking cigarettes. What? You know those gorillas that smoke cigarettes? No, Have I you, don't know gorillas. Have you that... never seen it on, like, videos? Like No, I haven't. A gorilla that smokes, like, 70 cigarettes a day? <laughs> no, what are you... Where? Oh, okay. I've seen that somewhere. I don't know where. I don't have any, like... You know, I kind of think I know what you're talking about because I think I've seen that too, but... How truthful is it? I don't know. But that's all. So when, anyway. I, when I think of, think of the gorilla that you think is a pet, that's what I think of. That's what the I'm gorilla thinking. smoking cigarettes? Yeah. I also think of the gorilla from Connecticut that ripped her friend's face off. Do you remember that? Like a girl had a pet gorilla. Stupid. Yeah, don't have a gorilla as a pet. And her friend came over and Get the gorilla... Cat. Get a, get a cat. No, don't get a cat. Get a dog. Well, yeah, get a dog. I Cats mean, get a bitches. cat if you're going to choose between a cat and a gorilla. But so, okay, back. So back. Anyway, that gorilla ended up ripping its friend's, its owner's friend's face off. And she had to get reconstructive surgery. And she looks a whole bunch fucked up right now. Well, at least she has a face and she's still alive. Well, she's barely. She was barely alive. Okay. So anyway, back to Coco. So I had seen this thing on Twitter, and it said, Coco the gorilla once ripped a sink out of the wall. Did I mention, I'm not quite sure if I mentioned that Coco did sign language. Did I say that? You did. Yeah, like she knew over 2,000 words of sign language. So she could More commun- than I know. Yeah, I can say my name's Diana. I'm a student at USM because I took one semester of sign language. So she knows a hell of a lot more than I did. I know the peace sign. I don't think that's sign language. They would know what it meant. <laughs> okay. So I've seen this on Twitter. Actually, I do know another sign, too. What? They would know what that meant, too. It's just one finger standing directly up. Oh, that's not sign language. Either. I wish we had a video. <laughs> For those of you that can't see, he's giving the middle finger. We all know what it means. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I saw this tweet and it really like made me love Coco even more. It said Coco the gorilla once ripped a sink out of the wall, and when her keepers confronted her about it, she blamed her kitten, signing "cat did it." That had been my favorite Coco story until I saw this, and in, in it is a picture of Coco with Mister Rogers. Who Mister Rogers? God, he was a freaking saint. And then the picture of Coco with Mister. What a weirdo, though. No, he was not a weirdo. He's not a weirdo. He was very engaged and progressive and just he loved everybody. And actually, there's a documentary out. I think it's in theaters. I would really like to go see about Mr. Rogers. Anyway, so the picture is of Coco and Mr. Rogers. And they're just kind of looking at each other like with just adoration in their eyes. And the thing says, this is Coco, a gorilla who is reportedly able to correctly use a thousand words in American Sign Language and understand more than 2000 English words. She is an avid Mr. Rogers fan and was taken to meet him in 1998. When they met, she embraced him and did what she'd watched him do on the screen so often. She took his shoes off. So nice. Oh, my God. Like, I saw that. I was like, I loved it. Like, God, they're so cool. Like, when they're not ripping your faces off. Like, some gorillas can be so cool. He's lucky he didn't get his face ripped off. Well, it's Coco. Coco's a gentle giant. They're all gentle until they're not. Well, is. She's dead now, so now she's very gentle. She will not rip off your face. I think she was like 46 years old. That's an old-ass girl. 
Yeah, I don't know what the average life expectancy is I for. I imagine that's pretty old. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't the one smoking 70 cigarettes a day, so. So she probably lived longer. Probably that gorilla smoking 70 cigarettes died at 10. Or 25. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Well, who knows? All right, so I really want to get into our Oh, Florida segment. Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. Hold on. And I'm going to pull up our very first one. We have, how many Florida stories do we have? Oh, we have two. And I'm going to read the first one because this speaks of Florida to, I mean, it's just Florida. (laughs) So... It might not have been the best idea this Florida man ever had. According to the Putnam County Sheriff's Office, Douglas Peter Peter Kelly of Hawthorne, I guess that's in northern Florida, contacted deputies on Tuesday with a complaint. He said he thought that he'd been sold bad drugs. Not just drugs, but meth. So the police report on Facebook states that the man told deputies that he'd purchased methamphetamine about a week earlier and had suffered a violent reaction after taking it. Well... Maybe that's just not that it's a bad batch. Maybe it's because you're doing math, fuckface. That's not all. The suspect went on to demand that detectives in the narcotics division test it for him to see if it was cut with something or if he'd been sold something else. Kelly was indeed sold the wrong narcotic. The suspect said he wanted to, quote, press charges against the dealer. Deputies told the 49-year-old to come on over to the station. They would oblige him. So they even gave him a chance to think about what he really wanted to do. Be like, if you really want to do this, come over. Yeah, he was seriously fucked up. He was probably... That shit was real good, dude. It wasn't It wasn't tainted. It was probably, it was probably the real deal. So Kelly thought about it and still thought, no, I want justice. So the report said Kelly drove to the sheriff's office and handed detectives a clear crystal-like substance wrapped in aluminum foil. The substance field tested positive for methamphetamine, the drug Kelly intended to purchase. Though Kelly could rest easy knowing he bought the real deal, he was nonetheless arrested. No shit, you dumbass. Stupid. (laughs) But this is Florida. I mean, this is anywhere. I mean, there's a lot of people like this. It's just not Florida, but... No, but, it's mostly Florida. And I know Greg knows this, and maybe some of our listeners know this, but when I moved to Florida back in 2005, our county, Polk County, was known as the meth capital of the world. I think since then we've lost that title. I mean, and that's not a bad thing. But so, yeah, this can, like, happen ever. Apparently, methamphetamine is very, like, rampant in Maine, too. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. That's why they age so badly in Maine. Like, I think it like, has to do with... Stay away. So, I don't have the story pulled up. Stay green. But but do you want to talk about the Heaven's Gate tickets, or do you want me to find the story first, and we can pull it up and read it and then discuss? Let's read it over again, because I want to listen to it one more time. All right, hold on. Okay, so we're back, and so this story is about, and I first saw this story on Twitter a reality star that I follow at Evil Dick. He used to be on Big Brother 8. He had retweeted it and saying, is this true? And for anyone that retweets stuff or shares stuff on Facebook and says, is this true? Do yourself a fucking favor and just go to Google because Google, you can learn stuff in 30 seconds, okay? So the story is couple arrested for selling golden tickets to heaven. And the story is from Jacksonville, and it goes, Tito and Amanda Watts were arrested over the weekend. And I just want to pause 
and make you like try to explain to you what these mugshots look like. It's this white dude with glasses that has I don't know if those are tattoos of claw marks all over his face. You really should look at our picture on our Instagram or on our yeah, Twitter handle. Yeah, we're going to post this mugshot on our Instagram at Podful of Sunshine, and I'm also going to post the link to. He almost looks like a tiger. The story on our Twitter, which is at Podful of Sunshine, no e. And then a black lady who just looks like she's cracked out. Oh, she is cracked. Yeah. Out. So, story is, Tito and Amanda Watts were arrested over the weekend for selling golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. Well, first of all, if you're one of those hundreds, you're fucking stupid. The couple, <laughs> the couple who sold the tickets on the street for $99.99 per ticket, I mean, that's a hell of a deal if you're going right to heaven, told buyers the tickets were made from solid gold and each ticket reserved the buyer a spot in heaven. Simply present the ticket at the pearly gates and you're in. Personally, you guys haven't seen this picture yet, but... Who's giving these people $99? These two, anybody giving these two $99 for anything? Let me tell you who's buying those people. The same guy that called the police about his meth. Those are the those are their clientele. Oh, they're crazy. Yeah. So when I had seen the story and someone being like, is it true? I Googled it. And what's the first thing that comes up is Snopes. For those of you who don't know what Snopes is, it's a website that basically will tell you if something's true or false. Like basically urban legends, news stories, like they will tell you. And I'm not surprised. No, granted, I would not be surprised if the story was true and it came out of Florida because it does have the sound of a Florida story. However, it wasn't true. It was published by a website that's known to publish false stories just with a purpose to see how far they can get it like spread throughout the internet. So this is a fake story. It's a fake story. Fake which, pictures and everything. Yeah, I mean, he just took two monk shots that looked the craziest this website did. And I hope so, these people are getting money for this. I don't... They're mugshots. I mean, look, their faces are all over the internet now. Well, I mean, it's public record, so you can't... Yeah, you're right. So it brings me to the whole point of people on the internet, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, like, I remember, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but there was nothing that bugged me more. For example, if you're one of these idiots that reposted this and said... Is this true? Do you remember the whole thing? Like, if you're at an ATM and someone comes up and robs you, enter in your pin backwards and it automatically sends the thing to the police. I can count on probably about two hands the amount of people that I saw share it on Facebook and be like, is this true? And it took you two seconds to fucking Google it to find out it's not true. You know what I love on Facebook? It's like, where can I get my oil change? Look on the internet. Google. I'm just so amazed at how many people go to social media, whether it be Facebook. I think it's mainly Facebook, like looking for recommendations. It's like, okay, you know, the whole time you're just sitting there waiting for comments, you could have Googled that and they have reviews on Google. Like, come on, people. And then you like want to look at this shit and be like, is this true when you could have figured out in 30 seconds? Like, that's the problem with our society is that we are too lazy to look to find out if something's true on our own. Yeah, this story's silly. But it was actually really disappointing that it wasn't true because part of me really wanted it to be true because this would have been a great Florida story. This would have been a great Florida story. Seriously, if this was true, this would be awesome. But it's not. Still pretty awesome. Still pretty awesome story, even though it's not true. 
So that brings us to the what the fuck section. What the fuck? And I mean, the headline speaks for itself. It's called Grandma Attacks and Kills a Rabid Bobcat with Bare Hands. And I'm going to play the video clip for you. Watch this on our page, please. I mean, this grandma is like my hero. All right. Hold on one moment. My first thought was not today. I wouldn't die today. Just moments before wrestling the wildcat last Thursday, Dee Dee Malore Phillips put a sticker on the back of her new truck. Women who behave rarely make history. Amen, so sister. I just put the sticker on. She walked inside to grab her iPhone to take a picture of the sticker and with her camera app open, walked out to find this. A bobcat staring at her. Ooh. The cat is right there. Seconds after snapping this picture, it attacked. As soon as it took the first step, I was in trouble and I knew it. When it got to that pole, it leaped on me. I grabbed him by the shoulders and pushed him back away from me. And I took it down right here. It bit and broke fingers on both of her hands and cut and bruised her all over her body. And from that point on, it was just me trying to fight for my life. So what a badass grandma. First of all, I can't even believe she was like conscious enough for whatever pills she may or may not be on to kill a bobcat. And they actually show a picture of the dead bobcat. But badass grandma. She is a badass grandma. And, you know, it's crazy because it's like. We've seen bobcats. Bobcats are pretty prevalent in Florida. And I've seen one. And there ain't no way in hell. I mean, the fact that she just went at it head on and choked it to death because I probably would have been running. But so the bobcat, I don't know if we got to that point in the story, had rabies. And so now she has to go under all these treatments, which is apparently a painful process to make sure she doesn't have rabies. But No, we don't want her to have the rabies. No. But it's, it's crazy, though. I mean, she was taking this bobcat's picture and all of a fucking sudden, this thing's attacking her. She was strong. She whooped that bobcat's oh, freaking, ass. Have you ever seen an animal on rabies, like, live? Like, in person? No, I don't Because I, I remember one time, this is... I was in high school, and I lived in Maine, and raccoons, I believe, are nocturnal. And I could be totally wrong on that. I think you're right. I... So, they're nocturnal. So, if you see them during the daytime, something's wrong with the raccoon. And I was driving, and there's this raccoon in the middle of the road. And so I obviously stopped because I don't want to run it over because I'm not an animal. But the thing, just like, I stopped the car, and the raccoon just looks at me and starts, like, almost, like, hissing and starts charging my car. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I just ran over it because I was like, I don't give a shit at this point. But I'm like. You killed the raccoon? But I'm 99% sure I had rabies, so I really did. You did us a I, favor. I did Maine a favor. So you're welcome, Maine. I'm a hero once again. <laughs> All right. So this brings us to a sports segment. We have a lot of sports to talk about this week. Should we start with uh, famous Jameis? The guy that stole crap legs at Publix a couple of years ago. And allegedly raped a girl and now allegedly groped another Uber driver. Yeah. Let's not get into if we think he's innocent or guilty. That's not what we're getting into. We're just going to get into that he's suspended for three games and how that affects the Bucks. I don't really think it affects the Bucks that much. You know, they have a bunch of playmakers. They have good receivers. 
they have a good line. So let's you know. give a little background on famous Jameis. Like he, you either love him or hate him. I personally am not a fan of him. Um, but the Bucks should get rid of him. But people down here I remember watching a documentary and he was in it and fans like some can be so obsessed with him. They literally called him Jameis Christ. And so he was, you know, I don't know if he was, I don't think he was tried, but he had allegations that he raped a girl. And now there's another one that he groped a Uber driver, which that allegation is causing him to get a three game suspension which will leave the Bucks with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a guy. He is energized. He just keeps going and going. He just keeps getting chances and chances. And so this could be his moment to shine. They again. call him Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. I mean, <laughs> I heard that. I read an article about it. Because he keeps getting these chances because all these first string quarterbacks keep fucking up. What was he on last year? The Jets. No, he was in the Bucks last year, but he was on the Jets like three or four years ago, and he was really good. But then their quarterback got their jaw broken, right? And so then it was him, the Fitz Magic Show. Was that the one? I'm not sure exactly how. Yeah, it was. I don't know. He would have been the quarterback anyway because the guy that got his jaw broken, he still doesn't have a job in the NFL. He's garbage. Well, because he sucks. So, but I mean, the guy, guys. He's older, and I think he can get the job done. So, I mean, but the first three games, they I think they play the Eagles, the Steelers, and somebody else. So it's probably but, the best three games for him to be suspect because they're going to lose anyway. You're probably not winning those yeah. games anyway. Oh, and the Carolina Pan- – no, actually, it's the Saints, the Eagles. What other teams did Steelers. I Steelers. The Steelers. I believe those are the first three weeks of your year. That's a rough road. So right yeah, so those are probably the best three games that he could be suspended because he's going to lose anyway. Just give some time for more prep. And I'm going to say they win one out of those three. They win one out of the three. I'm going to give them one out of the three. I'll give them the Saints. That's the one I was thinking too. Yeah. My next story. Oh my god. So fuck. I love this, and I really wish this was from Florida, but it's not. It's from even better. It's from Mississippi. So this guy is going to the World Series of college baseball. In Omaha. And do you want to know how he got there? Yeah, let's hear about it. Oh, we're about to find out. It's probably awesome. We're so excited to be here in Omaha at the College World Series. We look forward to this event every year. Even if we're not in it, we love Omaha. We love the hospitality that they show us. We make incredible sacrifices to come here. In 2013, we traveled with about 25,000. This year, we're going to have at least that when we come into the championship game, which we fully expect to do. The sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Time out. Go. Go. What are you going to say? My wife's boyfriend. So, I mean. Yeah. But that's what you took away from it? But I well, mean, yeah, yeah my, I, 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 my but, wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist. Wait, just wait to listen. What else he says? But they get alone time and I get a chance to be in Omaha and my double wide trailer will turn into a single wide when I get home. But we got a fund me page that I get to go check at the local library on the line. So I get to go check that GoFundMe page, and as soon as I get enough money to afford him a new leg at the end of next year, we're going to be right back. Did you like 
I mean, that's teamwork right there. That is fucking teamwork. Your wife's boyfriend sells you sells his prosthetic leg on Craigslist so you can go to the World Series of college baseball. So they get alone time. You get to go. And they're hoping to turn, what, the single wide into a double wide and GoFundMe? Or, I didn't even really understand So that. what's going on with this GoFundMe? I thought maybe they were going to get you a new... New uh, single wide. I mean, so I think what started, happened to your double wide? I they know. started the GoFundMe to raise money to get this boyfriend's prosthetic leg back. I mean, yeah. So they're getting it back. He's he's getting it back for his wife's. Stop moving. Boyfriend. Wow. Right. This is this is where is this, this shit from? Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. This guy's almost like he's he's a couple screws short. I mean, he's from Mississippi, so. My, have you heard about this one? The Philadelphia, no, a I Phillies haven't. fan injured by fanatics flying hot dog. Oh, wow, that's serious. It must be a serious oh, thing. Oh, it's serious. Listen. We're going to begin here at 4.30 with a strange story involving the fanatic, a hot dog, and a head injury. On Monday, the hate when that happens. Shot a free meal high into the stands with his iconic cannon. What, do you catch the hot dog in your mouth? Square in the face. Square in the face. Say, but if you thought a bun and a sausage couldn't really hurt anyone, frankly, think again. Action News' is Sarah Bloomquist live in Plymouth meeting this afternoon to explain just what caused all this damage. Serious injuries here, Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, Brian, I mean, trust me, this is not what Kathy McVeigh wanted to be known for. Monday night at the Phillies game, she got hit right between the eyes by a hot dog fired from the Fanatics hot dog cannon. The injury's bad enough she got sent to the emergency room. Now she has a message for other Phillies fans. Oh my gosh, I never thought a hot dog would, could hurt. I'm just going to pause this because I am so posting this link on our Twitter page at Podful of Sunshine, no E. Her face is fucked up. Seriously, this hot dog did some damage. Like, was there a rock in this fucking hot dog? I, I mean, don't know, but oh, let's keep listening. Should have opened her mouth. They did get hurt, and by a hot dog. It just came out of nowhere. It was like and I, hard I, and hard. Yeah. On Monday night, McVeigh was seated. By but like we know, like hot dogs in tinfoil, like how hard those can be. It seriously looks like she got drunk as shit and, and fell. fell down, and all of a sudden she got hit in the face by a hot dog. Yeah, but she is such a diehard um, Phillies fan. She says she's not suing, which good for her. She shouldn't, but it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got hit by a fucking hot dog. I mean, what? That's a hell Supposedly. of a... That's it. I mean, I think there's probably video, which I'm really kind of disappointed. There's no video of this. Like, why is there no video of this bitch getting smacked in the face with a hot dog? Uh, maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. So this brings us to the next segment of Greg and Diana's unqualified advice. I don't think we did this last week, and I'm not quite sure if we did it the week before. I think we did it the week before. Yeah, you're probably right. But I'm going to pause this because this one calls for wine, as they all do. Unqualified advice with Greg and Diana. Before I begin this unqualified advice segment, I want to remind you guys that if you yourself have any questions or you're looking for advice that you would like to submit to us, our email is open. It's called podfullofsunshine at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-F-U-L of sunshine. 
gmail.com. Email us, please. Please email us because we would like to get some of our listeners' questions. So this one, of course, comes from Reddit because they have great, weird questions. This one's not so weird because I wanted to get a little bit more of a normal um, question. I'm a 21-year-old male. And my cousin is a 22-year-old male. Don't worry, they're not fucking. So this isn't about the other group? No. 20-year-old male. I have a cousin. He's 22. Last year, he was hooking up with this girl who's 21, but only after nights at the club and strictly sex. No relationship. So they're basically booty calls. His cousin. And good for girl. him. I mean, yeah. he's, he's having a little bit of fun. He basically treated her like crap and just for sex. He hasn't hooked up with her in around three months. During their hookups and the three months in between, I got to know this girl and we become very close friends. Last week, I made out with her at a club and we didn't regret it. I have heavy feelings for her and literally going head over heels. Well, first of all, can we just stop and say, not literally head over heels, you mean figuratively. I hate when people use literally wrong. It's like the Ted Mosby thing. Oh, it for real is. And speak, we'll get to Ted Mosby in this question because it brings me to another point. Um, without her knowledge of my feelings this weekend, she hooked up with him again after the club. Just sex, no relationship. It really got to me and I had to tell her how I felt. After doing so, I found out she has feelings for me, too, and she's just so confused with that situation with my cousin that she doesn't know what to do. She's clinging on to the little things with him, hoping he will stop treating her like that. But I'm ready to be with her. We talked over the whole thing. We don't know if we should be friends, but likely hook up in the future. Try being together secretly from our friends and my cousin, or probably come out about us trying a relationship. I'm hoping us being on the low will stop all her feelings for him after seeing how I treat her and how much I actually care. I also don't want to hurt my cousin. Don't know if he actually cares or not, but I really want to be with her. If anyone can give me a piece of advice, I'll take it. Dude, maybe you should talk to your cousin. Can we just say, does this remind you of an episode of, for those of you that don't know, we are How I Met Your Mother fanatics. Does this remind you of a certain episode of How I Met Your Mother? The only episode really reminds me of is when Barney's, um, taking all these girls away from Marshall. No, the episode I'm thinking of is where someone keeps them on the hook episode. This, oh, yeah, I mean... This bitch, and I don't actually mean bitch because I'm sure she's a very lovely lady, but this girl is keeping you on the hook because she really wants to be with your cousin. and But your cousin, he's just using her for sex, and that's quite obvious. And if you think you dating this girl is going to affect your cousin, I can almost guarantee you he really doesn't care. Like, it's just sex. You don't go three months without talking to someone if you really cared about them. So my thing is, like, so she's been hooked up with your cousin. And it's strictly just sex. And then you guys make out, and she's like, I really want to be with you, but I'm so confused with your cousin when there's nothing to be confused about because she is it's just a sexual thing. So what she wants, she wants your cousin. She doesn't want you. She's keeping on your hook because it's good for her ego. And honestly, I feel like she's using you to make your cousin jealous, which obviously isn't going to work because I don't think your cousin really gives a shit. That's a really good point. I really like the way you look at that story because, I mean, the way you twist it there and the way it is, that's very possible. So, yes, she... Is more into your cousin than you. And she's hoping your cousin is going to come around. And he's not going to come around. And he's not going to come around. But she's going to keep you around just to make him jealous. And I bet if you went to your cousin right now and be like, look, I'm so sorry I made out with this 
girl that I know you've hooked up with, I can guarantee you he's not going to give a shit. Because if you think that she's the only one that he's messing around with after, after bar, the clubs, you're silly because there's more. He's almost like her last backup. That's why he went three months without talking to her. So my thing is... She's on the bench. She, she she got called up. She's on the bench. She got called up from the rookies. And so that's what you are. You're on her bench. She's on his bench. You're on her bench. So it's not going to work. You can still stick around to try. But the whole thing of you both want to be together, but it's not the right time. That's just a line of bullshit that she's feeding you. And it's not it's not true. So my thing is, either you can remain friends with her, and if you want to hook up with her, fine, but keep those emotions out of it because she does not reciprocate those feelings in the least. Yep, I agree. From a man's perspective, do you have anything else to say? Well, I mean, this guy, yeah, after the club, he sees her at the club. That's all he cares about right there. Yeah. I mean, that's why he hasn't talked to her. All right, so... Just don't waste your time. She's into him. You're into her. You're on her hook. She's on his hook. Just move on. Okay, so here's something that I want to throw in and I've been thinking about. It's called a podcast pocket. And basically, it's if you are a podcast or you like listen to podcasts, but you don't know what to listen to and you're looking for recommendations... These are my personal recommendations, and I'm not going to recommend you the big ones like Seth Rogen or NPR or any of the big name ones. Like, I want to kind of give you the smaller local podcast that I like listening to. So this week I'm going to give you, it's literally the very first podcast I ever listened to, and honestly, I still listen to to this day. It's called... Well, see, when I first listened to them, they were called Totally Married. But that branched off to a podcast called Totally Lame. And it's L-A-I-M-E. It's a married couple. And their Totally Married um, podcast that went on for years was basically kind of like this. A married couple getting together to shoot the shit, talk about their lives, take listener questions. And actually, kind of, this podcast is kind of uh, regenerated from that or influenced by that. So I encourage you to go check out their Totally Married page or their Totally Married podcast. Now that has since concluded and now they are on to Totally Lame, which is also equally great. On Totally Lame, and again, that's L-A-I-M-E, every week they have a new co-host and they're comedians. And sometimes they're famous people. Like they had... um, Chris Rock? No, not that famous. But John Ritter, he died, right? John Ritter. They had his son, Jason Ritter, on, which he was freaking hilarious. Also, if you watch Scandal, they had Artemis on, and she played vice president, the, you know, frumpy vice president on Scandal that they, like, kind of transformed, and she was also great. And they're just a great couple, and I love listening to them, and I've been listening to them ever since I started listening to podcasts, which was honestly probably eight years ago. So go check them out. Uh, They're on iTunes and everywhere that you can download podcasts. Again, that's totally lame, L-A-I-M-E. And you will not regret it. Do you have any podcasts you'd like to recommend? I really don't listen to any podcasts at the time. But I do listen to ours, and it's awesome. 
So you should listen to it as well. Also listen to our podcast because it is awesome. And tell your friends, share, subscribe, rate, and review because that is how we get more listeners. So do that. Okay? Slam the like button. I think that's YouTube. (laughs) You don't do that in podcast world. Well, just like us. (laughs) He's been listening to our kids too much. All right, now we're beginning to wrap up the end of this episode, which means it's time for a joke. Okay, so our boys are nowhere to be found because obviously they're having a sleepover. So me and Greg are going to do a joke of our own. I'm going to go first. You ready, Greg? What's the difference between a snowman and a snow woman? One's a man and one's a woman. Snowballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snowballs. That's, Snowballs. That's a good one. I know. I'm just a freaking riot. So now I have to find a joke. The boys are going to be really sad they missed this joke coming up from Greg because it is a good one. There you go, Greg. Here's my joke. Why did the football coach go to the bank? Why? To get his quarterback. <laughs> Isn't that, that's just great. It's so great. So good. I love it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that wraps up this week of another podcast. Oh, I'm so sad when it ends because you know what that means? That means we have to wait for a whole nother week to do another one. Next Saturday. Oh, Woo! my God. It makes me so sad when it's over with. But anyway, so email us if you have any listener questions. Uh, that Again, that's podfullofsunshine at gmail.com, P-O-D-F-U-L of sunshine.com. You can find us on Twitter at podfullofsunshine with no E. We are also on Instagram at podfullofsunshine. So follow us, subscribe, rate, and review. Because when you subscribe, rate, and review, that kind of boosts us up a little bit. And will get us more followers and listeners and all that good stuff. Um, and we are also live on our website. That's www.podfullofsunshine.com. And we will see you all next week. Have a great week. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.